Welcome to the Alcohol Tipping Point Podcast. I'm your host, Deb Maisner. I'm a registered nurse, health coach, and alcohol-free badass. I have found that there's more than one way to address drinking. If you've ever asked yourself if drinking is taking more than it's giving, or if you've found that you're drinking more than usual, you may have reached your own alcohol tipping point. The Alcohol Tipping Point is a podcast for you to find tips, tools, and thoughts to change your drinking. Whether you're ready to quit forever or a week, this is the place for you. You are not stuck and you can change. Let's get started. On the show today, I have Clifford Steven. Clifford Steven is a regular dude who changed his relationship with alcohol, took a year-long break from booze, and now he's really passionate about helping other men, other guys, dudes, as he says, take a booze vacation so that they can learn more about what booze is really doing to you, take an extended break to help them reset your mind and body, and just live a better life and upgrade your life and kick more ass, as Clifford likes to say. So if you're interested in taking a booze vacation and you're a dude, you can check out cliffordsboozevacation.com. And you can always join one of my sort of vacations, booze vacations, called Alcoholidays. And the alcohol holiday is just a month-long break to reevaluate your relationship with alcohol, to have tools and support for taking a break from drinking. And if you want to join, you can go to alcoholtippingpoint.com slash alcoholiday, and I'll give you all the information about taking a month-long break from drinking. So without further ado, let's talk to Clifford about his own booze vacation. Welcome to the show, Clifford. I am excited that we got to connect and I'm looking forward to just hearing from you about how you help men and I also just want to hear, and I'm sure our listeners are curious, just about who you are and what you do. Likewise. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on, Deb. I really appreciate it. Who am I and what do I do? So I am a 51-year-old male, played a lot of played a lot of sports back in the day, water polo, soccer, tennis in high school, still very active in a lot of sports and activity outside activity, like a mountain bike, play tennis and hike and try to keep in shape and all that good stuff. I have a I have a consulting practice. I design employee and executive pay plans for pre-IPO tech companies in Silicon Valley. And, and yeah, that's been great. And that, you know, definitely had a little bit more time and space having my own practice to kind of continue to like, look at myself and work on my, my habits and my diet and my lifestyle. And, you know, to kind of get into a little bit of my backstory, you know, yeah, played sports, real active with my buddies and, you know, alcohol kind of went hand in hand with pretty much anything we did, you know, so, you know, whether it's parties or events or games. And yeah, just love, love drinking, love, love hanging out with my buddies, love having a good time and getting into all kinds of adventures. And, you know, that followed me through college and into my career and, and you're in corporate America and alcohol's kind of everywhere like it is. And, and I'm in HR. And so, you know, we're kind of a social crew and yeah, just loved it, but kind of getting into my forties and knowing, you know, how to 
look and feel and perform well. Definitely started to see some, you know, issues starting to come up in like my, you know, late thirties, early forties, probably, you know, they were there, there in the thirties, but you know, more noticeable in my forties. And so that's when I really kind of started, you know, taking a little bit closer look at my drinking again, kind of more indirectly than directly, you know, not something that guys are really looking to, you know, typically my peers are really interested in even looking into much, but I was kind of that guy that again, was kind of pretty active. I got a degree in nutritional science, so I was pretty on top of just health and wellness. And so it, it was pretty obvious that things were slipping probably earlier than they should be. So that was kind of my segue into, you know, eventually what led me to, into looking into that. It's a long story. Well, it also sounds kind of typical, like you grew up and it, it started getting incorporated more and more in your life and with your job too, and with socializing and all that. So it wasn't till like your 30s and 40s, you started going, hmm, like maybe I need to do something about my drinking. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit more, it's, <laughs> you know... Yeah, super social, super extroverted, super driven. That you know, the more activities and events, the better. You know, have great friend groups, all kinds of fun stuff to do. And yeah, alcohol was along for the ride the whole way. And honestly, I didn't have any real intention of addressing my alcohol use. Like I said, everybody was doing it. It seemed like it was a proven model. And it wasn't until things kind of started breaking down a little bit more acutely that it's kind of like, and again, I wasn't looking for it, but I was, I was working very diligently to kind of keep my health and wellness and sleep and mindset and, you know, stress levels where they should be. And they were slipping. And, you know, after literally trying everything, meditation and different diets and different lifestyles and different supplements and really kind of, you know, turning over every last stone. It's not, it's not until then where I'm like, okay, you know, and I've tried to, and I had addressed my alcohol use in that I've taken, you know, we took me and my buddies to take a month off. You know, I wouldn't drink during the week. You know, I wouldn't, you know, go too crazy on the weekend after a while, but it just with age and wear and tear and tolerance, it's just, it's a it's a really tricky equation to to figure out, and at the end of the day, I, I figured out you can't override your physiology, and so I I was inspired by a, the book Alcohol Lied to Me. It's like a four hour listen on Audible, and the guy's like a broadcaster from Britain, and he was like super entertaining, and it was just he really like nailed it really quickly, and I was like I listened to it, and I'm like oh shit, I gotta take a break, you know, like a real break, and so. I decided to take a year break and I called it, I coined the phrase booze vacation just to kind of, you know, make a little bit of a joke out of it and, and make it more kind of fun and aspirational. And so I did. And that was just really a big epiphany that I had, you know, again, me and my peers, we're, we're not looking for sobriety. We're not alcoholics, but you know, we're definitely in that gray zone. And so that was something where I really felt like all of a sudden, I was able to get a little bit better sense of alcohol and 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 what life was like without it and learning how to enjoy myself and have fun without it and 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 seeing what kind of benefits and gains I can get, you know, from a health and business and performance perspective and relationships, you know, the whole the whole kit and caboodle. And so that's 
yeah, a little bit more about that. But, you know, again, it wasn't anything that I was intentionally looking to, to, to take on. I just, I just kind of eventually was kind of cornered and kind of like was forced to at the, at the last, as the last draw. I so appreciate you sharing that because I think that is so common. It, it's not like you have to hit a rock bottom. Like you just, like you said, you were doing all these other things that were good for your health, exercising, changing your diet, doing stress reduction, all these other things. And then it was like, oh, maybe it's the alcohol. So, you know, I, I think it can be more of a health and wellness conversation instead of like, a mental failing, you know, you have a problem conversation. Because a lot of people are giving up alcohol for their health, not because they have a quote-unquote, like, drinking problem. So I am thumbs up to you. There was something else I was going to say about that with what you were sharing. Well, also, I I think that I feel like giving up alcohol is becoming the new midlife crisis <laughs> in a good way, in the best way possible. Um, for people who are in their 40s and 50s, I feel like that's a huge population we're seeing of people who are giving up alcohol because of their health. And they're recognizing like, oh, hey, I feel better without it, like you did with your booze-free vacation for a year. And then after that vacation, did you go back to drinking or did, were you like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm done. Right. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. And, you know, as far as, as far as alcohol and age, and again, talking to my specific peer group, I'm 50, but I would say guys in their thirties and fifties that start drinking in high school, you're drinking in college, you're binging all the time. You know, it's so ingrained in the bro culture you know, you're really, you know, you're really going to start building up tolerance. You're really going to start picking up some wear and tear on your body. And, you know, the reality is that I found for myself, and I think I can speak to my peer groups because I know what we do and, and how we do it, but you get to your forties and it's like, you know, you have wear and tear, you need to sleep well, you need to eat well, you need to be able to absorb and digest your food. You need to like, be able to perform, you need to like not be stressed and you need to have good hormone levels, like all this stuff you cannot do. You just physically can't do any of that. You know, you're going to sleep poorly. You're going to have high, high cortisol levels. You're going to have low testosterone. You're going to have leaky gut. You're going to chronic inflammation. You're going to pick up all these injuries. If you're trying to play sports and you're trying to be a weekend warrior, you're going to look and feel like crap. You're going to pick up weight, like and so you can kind of like try to tap dance around it and go to the gym and eat a kale salad. But at the end of the day, you're, you're just pissing up wind. You're, you're not going to get anywhere in your forties and fifties. If you can't think, uh, and that's why, you know, timing is really important. And I'm, so I'm kind of being the asshole in my peer group talking about this, but you know, time, time is of the essence. A lot of guys are going to have really bad outcomes that don't technically have problems. And that's, and that's the rub. And so, that's what I'm not cool with. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is because, you know, yeah, you can get cancer, cardiac events, diabetes in your forties, and you can sure as hell get it in your fifties. And so it's like, and once you get those pretty big chronic disease conditions, you are going to go play with your checkbook and your doctor and your pharmacist, and you're not ever going to have much more fun. 
And when you start having finance problems, you're going to start having relationship problems and you're going to start having all this other stuff. So it's really a critical timing issue. And so people having that epiphany, you know, I think is, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, 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 in, it's in front of us, but yeah, it's been so tricky with our society and all the beer commercials and all that. But yeah, I think it's really important to address that and, and figure out how to enjoy life and, and have fun without it and re- really restore your health. It's kind of a, like tapping the brakes before you make that turn to 50 because that's when you crash into the wall and like, we can peel you off the wall, but like, you know, your looks and your sexual performance and your wallet aren't ever going to look the same if you don't like figure that out. So it doesn't seem like that critical of a thing, but it's a really big, it's a really big deal. And if you, and if you don't even give it a try, you know, it's a very predictive outcome and it's not good. And it's just a matter of when, not if. And, and I sound a little dramatic, but that's just the reality I see in my peer groups. If you're start drinking pretty good in high school and college, it just kind of perpetuates in our alcohol obsessed culture. And so no matter what you do, you know, you're, you're just really increasing the risk. And so that's, that's kind of my comment on, yeah, people kind of seeing the light in their forties and fifties. And I think it's really important to do so. And it's one hell of an opportunity to really kind of get your health and wellness and performance, you know, to really good spots, you know, that you can kind of then sustain. And then, you know, as far as what I did after my one year vacation, so yeah, you know, I, I took my, I took my vacation and then, yeah, you know, I was never looking for sobriety and I was kind of still kind of testing the boundaries. So I, you know, I would have a couple, you know, one to two drinks max on the weekend, you know, on Friday or Saturday, I might have one or two drinks and kind of left it at that. And what I was doing was I was keeping it under the binge level, keeping it way below, you know, kind of, you know, a higher amount. And I was just kind of experimenting with it. And yeah, and it was, it's, it's funny because when you take a, when you take a break from, you know, you enjoy alcohol the most when you're regularly drinking it because that's, it's diminishing the time when you're not drinking it. So that really creates that juxtaposition of like, I'm dragging ass all week and now it's the weekend and I don't have to work and I'm with my friends and I get like this chemical boost, you know? So alcohol works really well when you're not drinking it. And then once you stop drinking it and get used to that, it doesn't work as well. So you have to like almost turn that machinery back on. And so, oh, yeah, I was having a couple drinks on the weekend, you know, one or two. And then eventually I kind of had a couple of times where I hit three. I'm like, okay, I don't like where this is headed. So I take like another vacation. So I take like another six or three month vacation. And, you know, I, I took my, I didn't take my first vacation early. I mean, I was like 46 about to turn 47. So I was by no means like ahead of the curve. You know, I was kind of at that point where if I didn't make some changes, it was going to have effects for sure, you know, in my, to my health. I wasn't sleeping well. I was stressed. I was scattered. I was just not in a, you know, the best place and not performing at anywhere near my, my capabilities. And so, yeah, I took, so I, I'm taking a series of them, you know, and I, I, I was turning 50. I was going to surf like 10 foot waves in Nicaragua. So I took a six month break before that for my 50th birthday. And, you know, I think for me and probably a lot of my peers, you know, if you've been doing something for 30 plus years, like obviously one month isn't going to do Jack, you know, three months is going to be, you know, you're getting a little bit of basic, you know, kind of 
toeholds, but that's about it. So I think, and some of my friends are similar. I've had, you know, I think the one year is, it's a big epiphany, but it, it almost seems like uh, uh, several of my, and some guys have done it and they just, they've never drank after that. Some guys go back and it's, and they're able to control it. But I do think that the concept works well because it's, it's kind of a choose your own adventure. And can you have a beer on your vacation? Yeah, you can have a beer. It doesn't mean you're off and you have to start over to day one and, and whatever. And so it's a little bit of a long story, but yeah, I've taken a series of them since. And yeah, now I find myself, I maybe have three drinks a, a month or whatever, something like that. So, and I, I drink a ton, I, I drink a fair amount, but they're mostly non-alcoholic beers that I really enjoy and seltzer, you know, and, and, and hoppy refreshers and stuff like that. So yeah, it's almost like, you know, just like anything, when you have all that muscle memory and habit around it, you know, it, it, it depends. It depends on where you're at in that continuum. But, you know, I think it's, there's profound insights and, and benefits from it. But yeah, it's just really about kind of what you want and where you're at. And, and again, as you age, you know, on the other side of 50, for example, like there's just not going to be a lot of benefit to, you know, relying on a carcinogenic depressant you know, to get you some fun. And if it does, you are getting fun from it. That's a great indicator that your life kind of sucks when you're not drinking it. And so there's some of the, you know, kind of, you know, things that I think you might see on these breaks, you know, some of these, some of these epiphanies that I've had that again, I think are quite universal in my peer groups. We try to navigate this crazy substance. Yeah, I think, and I think it's great to have places where you can take a break and just explore your relationship with drinking and what that looks like. And you do, you can practice not drinking, like you said. It's a habit. We've spent 30 years or whatever that looks like for the individual. It takes a long time to undo that. And so just having these kinds of different programs are really helpful for people. So what do you, you're, you're focused on helping out guys, dudes. <laughs> what do you think is different about men seeking help and men who are changing their drinking? Compared to women? Yeah. Or just in general. Yeah. So I think, and I've, you know, I've had some TikToks that have gotten a couple of million views and, and it's funny. I, I, pretty clear to me and my, from my perspective that women, they're just a lot more attuned to their body. They're a lot more open to, you know, kind of lifestyle changes. They're maybe more concerned about their appearance and, you know, their, their situation. And so I think they're more open to it and they're a little bit more better awareness, a little bit more clue, uh, a little more clued in, you know, as far as guys seeking help, my, my peers and my target are not seeking help. no, None of my peers in the right mind would be like, hey, I'm looking for a break. Who can help me? Nobody will say that. Can I catch a guy on the right day on the golf course? It's kind of dragging ass and be like, dude, you're stressed because you had three, you know, Arnold Palmer's on the on the course last yesterday. And you're going to be, you know, and then you're going to feel like crap and all this stuff. And so I can catch them on the right day and and provide that invitation and 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 can get some adoption, but they're not looking for it. And so what we're trying to do is 
kind of create that invitation and that awareness that there is kind of a situation. And so when it comes to, you know, your sleep and your health and your fitness and your strength and your relationships, there's a tax that regular alcohol use has on top of wear and tear and all these responsibilities and all this other stuff. So it's, you know, engaging with them that it's not that. So it's, it's more about trying to just initially start having those conversations because my peer groups are not looking for any solution around it. They think it's great. You know, they associate alcohol with fun and events and a reward system. It works great. You know, the, you know, and, and they drink it often and, and frequently. So they're not really looking for it. And again, you get, you get a peer, my peer in their forties and forties that is in the, the nice, nice house, has the big business, has a beautiful family. And, you know, come weekend time, they're going to be all about it, you know, and, and, but if you look at the week, weekdays, they're going to be overweight, they're going to be stressed, they're going to be sleeping like crap, they're going to have this, you know, shoulder injury or this knee injury. So they're, you know, they look like they have it all on paper, but you peel back the curtain and they're dragging ass and they're pretty, they're kind of Al Bundy in it, you know, they, they kind of just look kind of forlorn and low energy. And, and so it's, they don't realize it. They, they think alcohol is working great, but it's actually really holding them back. And, and the problem with my peers and success is, you know, when you have success and you work hard, you're supposed to celebrate. And when you celebrate, you need to have the right beer or the right cocktail. And so it really creates um, this negative feedback loop that people struggle to get out of. And could I even know what's really going on. So, so it's, yeah, trying to have some of those conversations and, and try to broach some awareness so they'll be like, you know, and, and so they can kind of, you know, have some courage to, to give it a go. But they're not looking for it. They're not looking for it, but they need it, you know. And so somebody's got to be the asshole, you know, kind of talking about it. So that's what we're doing. So it sounds like you're saying they're not aware of it. But, the, but for the guys that are aware of it, then what is different? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I would say, I would say, like I said, 10, 10, 15% of my peers, like, you know, they're, they're, they're aware. All, all guys are, of course, aware of what alcohol does and, and all that, but they're kind of, they, they, we all like to play dumb. You know, it's like, la, 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 everything's fine, you know, and like, and, you know, it's almost like a hangover is a badge of honor or something like that. But that's, that's the exciting part. Is yeah, there there is gonna be some low lying fruit that can do it. And it's funny, even guys that don't drink that much get really powerful benefits and results just because again, foundationally, you're just kind of improving you're instead of eroding all these systems simultaneously, you're like you're like settling that down and then you're like improving all these systems. So again, your sleep and your hormones and your diet and your fitness and your your mindset and your hydration and and your outlook and your mood. There's just so many things that are happening. But yeah, I think, I think a lot of guys are open to it and are aware and, you know, they're typically folks that are drinking a little bit less than some of my peer groups that are drinking a little bit more. Cause you know, it's kind of, again, it's kind of a predictive model. The more, the more you drink, the more you associate with fun, the more it is truly fun because the times when you're not drinking it kind of suck, you know? So that's kind of the the dynamics, but, but yeah, there, there's, 
there's definitely they're they're definitely out there, but just that's just not the norm, you know, per se, or how guys would relate in a group setting. It sounds like a lot of your solution would be more awareness and education. What else? What are other ways we can help more men just become aware sure. and yeah. be so open to breaks? Little, yeah. So let me talk a little bit about booze vacation and our brand and our offerings and what it looks like and kind of that will hopefully kind of back into what I was hitting on. So drink less, live more is our tagline, tools and resources to get smarter with your drinking today and a community of guys to rock your vacation with when you're, whenever you're ready. And so, yeah, it, it definitely starts with awareness and education as dull as that sounds. So they can, they can, they can land on our website at breezevacation.com and they can get a you versus booze PhD. That's like a 20 minute read where we have like a, a quick self-assessment confidential that you saw yourself and you can kind of self-assess how it's affecting your, your health and quality of life. And, you know, kind of a little bit around the operating system culturally of how, what we have to navigate again. So that's, that's a great way to kind of, again, just start some, you know, a lot of the stuff you just can't unsee, you know, it's like, oh, he said, you know, after a big weekend, I was probably going to have another big weekend, you know, and repeat it, you know, and like I'm stuck in the cycle or, or whatever it is, or I'm going to sleep horribly, or I'm going to be stressed and unproductive or, or whatever it is. And we also have, you know, again, we, when we first launched this, we are like, Hey, we're kind of going like, take a three, you know, our, our vacation packages are three to 12 months vacation. You can kind of choose your own adventure, but a minimum of three months. We didn't really like the one month we felt like we just, they just didn't work for our buddies. And so, but we needed to, again, have more education and awareness around that. So instead of just kind of slamming everybody into take a big break, the other, the other big thing we have is a quick win challenge. So they can kind of work on one skill each week and just kind of focus on that. So we have these different challenges that they can take on. So just kind of easier ass and easier things to see. So we have one around like how it affects your sleep. We have the, obviously the Andrew Huberman podcast, listen up where they can kind of just listen to the podcast and try to incorporate one thing they learn, you know, finding, finding your favorite non-alcoholic drink, find some good NA beers that you like. You can start incorporating that in your mix. And if you, and when you do decide to take a break, you'll know that you'll have some good drinks to have. So just kind of trying to get them a little bit of, you know, some arrows in their quiver, so to speak, to kind of start creating that awareness. And then, and then obviously we have free, free vacation. So the ability to take a free vacation with a group of guys and, and, and tools and resources to do so we've. We do, we have created kind of a robust toolkit, but we really kind of stripped that back because we wanted to make it, you know, again, it's not hard to do. If you're not an alcoholic, you know, yes, it will be awkward to start and whatever, but the biggest, the biggest fears are, are just the unknown and not having anybody to do it with and not having anything to say, but like we've engineered all that. We have a community, we have this fun aspirational brand. We have, you know, you know, you're going to know what to say, you're going to know what to drink, you're going to know how to handle these awkward situations that you'll come across initially. And then ultimately, you know, it's a proven model. Like guys that take vacations will look and feel and perform a lot better than guys that don't. And that will be peer pressure will be kind of go the opposite way. So, and it's not about pointing fingers or pushing sobriety or, you know, yes, guys will talk shit. That's fine, but you know, you'll get some shit and you'll talk some shit, but it's, it's just really about 
you know, ultimately being a good friend because I was in the, I was in a situation, a lot of situations where I see, I saw that a lot of my buddies had pretty bad alcohol problems and I'd be like, Oh shit, Johnny's not doing so good here. Second DUI, divorce, like talk to some of our buddies and I get things like Johnny's a big boy. He can handle it, blah, blah, blah. Or like, you know, it's just, and so there's really no recourse, you know? So it's like, you need to have this community. You need to have kind of a little bit of scaffolding around like how the hell to tackle this and why to, why to tackle it and make it more fun and aspirational. Or it's just going to be a really predictive model of a lot of top performers going down in a whimper is what, what we're facing in the reality. Yeah. Yeah. That whole death of a thousand cuts. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, once, once chronic disease hits, you know, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. It's like, so it's like, figure this out or, you know, it's going to be a real bummer and it's going to happen a lot faster than you think because my buddies are now turning 50 and that's kind of, they're in the red zone. So definitely like to engage guys a little earlier in the curve if we can for better results, but yeah. And it's, and it's, surprisingly easy and the transformation that we can have with just healthy habits and fitness and diet and lifestyle and we can really make some crazy significant gains quickly like a buddy just started it he was at you know not a big drinker but you know business guy and wealth planner he's he's lost like 40 pounds in like three and a half months and and he's loving it so there's this, there's some really significant gains and insights to to just figuring it out. Can you speak to some of the health effects of alcohol on men, like on testosterone, uh, something that might be different than how it affects women? Yeah, yeah. Testosterone is the obvious one. So even a few drinks, you're gonna you're gonna lower your mood. You're gonna increase stress levels. You're not going to sleep as well on those days. You're going to inflame your gut, inflame your liver. You're not going to absorb nutrients as well. You're not going to make as good of, good of decisions around your diet. Diet, And without sleeping, without the right nutrients, yeah, you're going to, you know, alcohol is going, is, is estrogenic. So it can convert testosterone to estrogen. It could convert your muscle into fat. And lower levels of testosterone make it difficult for guys to do hard things. So they just get softer and softer and they skip the workouts and they, you know, they, they have lower energy, they have less drive, they have less oxygen in their body. So they're just really kind of diminishing returns. And of course, testosterone is already dropping. You know, you peak at like 18, 20 years old or something like that. So you get to your forties and you're doing something, you're associating something that's essentially reducing your testosterone with fun, like that's, you're associating lowering your testosterone levels with fun. Like that's a bad combo. And yeah, so it really changes guys in bad ways, ultimately, really. And then you had mentioned a lot about, well, it sounds like you're a super social guy. And I know that a lot of people struggle with when they're taking breaks or they're not drinking and they're in social settings. What's some of your top advice for that? 
Yeah, no, you're you're right. That's kind of the, one of the core things. You know, I think obviously fear of the unknown is is a big one. And like, oh, like I'm taking this break, but I have this wedding, I have this vacation. How am I going to interact? So I think it's it's like I don't know. Remember that Mark Twain quote? But it's like I you know have all these fears, but none of them came true. But you know, it's just really easy to get kind of tied you know, caught up in your head about how it's going to be like lame and boring and, and all that. But so there's, there's a, there's a pretty big mental aspect to it, but it's really, and that's the ninth component. That's a key feature of booze vacation. It's like, you're not taking a two or four week break. You're taking a three to 12 month vacation. You're going to like, you're committing, you know why you're doing it. And it's really more about what you're going to do instead of just not drinking. And so with that commitment level, you're kind of forced to like, okay, I can't sit there and wait out the clock, wait for the month to be up. Like I have to like figure this out. So you need to know what to say. You need to know what to drink. You need to know how to like, how to say it. You need to know like what, you know, you need to have different strategies. And so obviously you need to know what to say. Now nah, I'm going to boost vacation right now. Kind of make it fun. Make it, it's really more important how you say it than what you say. So, you know, light and positive people are going to like, you know, take it personally that you're not drinking because it's, you know, it kind of it shines, indirectly it shines a light on them. You know, never go to a party empty handed. There's a bunch of killer NA beers and, and mocktails and seltzer waters and stuff like that. So, you know, then, and there is muscle memory as weird as that sounds like you have an NA drink and you've been drinking beer for 20 years. Like, yeah, you're going to get a little bit of a buzz and, and it's, it's, you know, and when you're not in that dependent cycle, you're not going to be, needing it like you were when you were and so there's just a lot of subtle things and you know there's going to be trade-offs like it's not going to be the same like you're not going to stay at a party till three at three o'clock in the morning chasing your blood alcohol level like you're probably going to get out of there at some point when it gets dull and that's okay and go home and go have some sex or go get ready for the weekend and just like have like a really intense activity level of just like taking care of business and having a lot of fun and and really you know going for it versus your buddies that are going to be on the couch sick sick all day watching reruns you know and so there's going to be trade-offs and you just have to kind of be open and kind of just dance with this awkwardness and this new experience and, and that's a nice feature about having a vacation is like you have a purpose you have a plan and so, you know, and that's the rub with guys that just try to cut back or just try, oh, I'm taking a month off. It's, it's too squishy. You know, it's like, oh, what do you mean? No, just have a, just have a drink, you know, that type of thing. But if you have like a set plan and you can kind of start establishing a little bit clearer of a foundation and directive. And so, and it just gives you kind of a clear freedom to like, no, oh, I'm not drinking right now. I'm on vacation. Oh, okay. You know, so, so it gives you that, that ground cover and that runway to really start getting because the gains and momentum will happen quickly with just some basic mindset and health, health, health interventions with, when it comes to your sleep and diet and stuff like that, all that stuff is so much easier when you are a break. So when you are on break, so really starting to get a little bit of momentum right out of the gates, is critical. And then you're looking and feeling better. And that's a great way to go to social events and you're a little sharper and yeah, guys can talk shit, but guys always talk shit and talk shit back or laugh it off. It doesn't matter, but it it, it does take change the social dynamics. And I, you know, that's the funny part. I think our culture, you know, 
forget pretty quickly that, you know, parties are about the people, not the, not the alcohol. And like, once you've decided that it's like, okay, you like, you need to like relearn that. That's a pretty important deal. Cause if you don't like, again, predictive results that you want nothing to do with that you didn't realize you signed up for. So yeah, those are some of the key things, but yeah, it's kind of, yeah, you might, you're not going to the pre-party, you're not staying there till five in the morning, howling at the moon, you know, so it's just, it's just different, but you know, you absolutely can still act like a lunatic and, and go crazy and, and, and whatever, you're just probably less likely to get arrested or, you know, whatever, accosted. <laughs> what would you say are some of your other top tips for someone changing their drinking? You know, have a plan, have a plan, like know what you want to accomplish. So when you're not drinking, you're going to have a lot more time, money, energy, clarity, everything's going to get better and easier. And so it's really, it's really a land grab time. It's like, how much can I conquer as quickly as possible? So, you know, clean up the diet, clean up the fitness, take that course, dust off the toys in the, in the garage, pick up that hobby that, you know, you used to do in high school that you lost, lost track of build yourself, you know, buy a bunch of audible books, get some podcasts, start your, start your business. Just kind of like, go for it. You know, just kind of go crazy, re-engage with your kids or, or whatever it is with all that extra time, money, and energy. So it's really, it's really more about what, what you can do, what you can do with all this extra time, money, and energy. And like, as quickly as possible. So, you know, clearly, you know, yeah, the first four or five weeks, you might be kind of like, you know, a little bit of a lost puppy and maybe you go a little heavy on the caffeine or the sugar or whatever. But it's like once you stabilize, there's gonna have there's gonna be a really big opportunity. That's the other nice part about the length of our vacation. It's like, you know, typically the, the toughest part of taking a break from alcohol is the first two to three weeks when you have that physical dependent. And then when you like stop after four weeks, you know, you basically get, get to the mountaintop and then you slide off the back end like immediately. So it's like, okay, now you have time to like start making some gains and start to look and feel better and perform better. And yeah, kind of just not numb out as much. And so it's a really big opportunity that we're all about kind of fostering to get as much massive gains and just have as much fun and, and, and just do do a bunch of different stuff, like get out of your little hamster wheel and like really kind of open up the world and just do a bunch of different stuff and check it out and get awkward and have fun and and get new experiences. And yeah, I think it's a, a great opportunity to do that. So I don't know if that totally answered your question, but yeah, it's really, it's kind of a reimagining period, you know? Cause like I said, I think, you know, alcohol, is very predictive and it's very, you know, it's like, okay, I can work hard on the weekend, on the week. And I can have my fun on the weekend with it and I can do this. But then over time, you know, the, the benefits and gains get pretty lopsided. And so if you can learn how to have fun and relax without it, like you can really get the keys to the castle pretty quickly when it comes to happiness and health and success and, you know, looking and feeling like a kid. I love your positivity and I have the same kind of positivity about it. Like taking a break is a good thing. Like 
this is something that is going to benefit you. It's, I mean, it it does, you know, it could feel like deprivation, but you're really focusing on, okay, what are you going to add into your life? What are you going to do now that you have all the, this time, energy, and money? Like, what are you going to do with that? And and so I think keeping the focus on the positive aspects is so helpful. Yeah, it's critical. I mean, and I think you kind of hit hit on it, but you know, obviously willpower doesn't work and you know, waiting out the clock doesn't work. You have to that's where the education and awareness comes in. So you have to realize you have to start connecting the dots and saying, okay, I'm not gonna be able to sleep well. I'm not gonna be able to eat well. I'm not gonna be able to absorb my nutrients. I'm going to permanently increase my, you know, stress levels and lower my mood. Like I'm doing all these core things that are really, really bad and I don't, and, and have less testosterone and more fat and more erectile dysfunction, like all this stuff, like I really, really, really don't want to have. And so if I don't figure this out, like these outcomes are going to become more permanent. And so, yeah, it's really about one, you know, you know, really for me, it was as simple as questioning, questioning this one question, is alcohol really benefiting me? And if I can start getting enough education and awareness, they're like, oh, well, it's screwing up my sleep and that's making me stressed and it's making me unproductive and it's making me foggy and it's, you know, causing weight gain. Like, okay, none of that's good to my long-term health. So it's like, I'm not certain it's, I'm not saying it's not, but you know, maybe it's not, let's, let's give this a try. So, and that's, you know, we're not, we're not having anybody make any lifetime declaration. We're not like, you know, swearing off it. We're not pointing fingers. It's none of that. It's like, Hey, is alcohol really benefiting you? Let's, let's give it a try. Let's test this out. You got ground cover for three months or 12 months, whatever you want through vacation and go do it and go see what happens. And the reality is the longer your vacation, the more your results, the more gains and wins and the more insurance you have about, you know, backsliding. And, you know, yeah, most will drink less or, or not at all. And for different reasons, but yeah, it, that's, that's critical because if you don't get why you're doing it, like, yeah, you like, why would you, like if alcohol is really benefiting you, then drink it, then you're going to drink it, you know? And so if you don't, you have, that's why you really have to question, is it really benefiting me? Let's give it a try. I have 30 years of drinking pretty much every day. And I, I'm well aware of those, those outcomes and let's give this a try. Let's like mix it up, you know? And so that's kind of where it's at. It's important to have these groups like that you have and I have, and all, there's so many now, which are, is wonderful where people can really address their drinking in a different way and change their drinking and change their life. You know, I just think, I totally agree. It's just really important that we start having these conversations and we start engaging and we start, you know, it's just, it's just never, you know, I think it's just gotten to pass in our society and culture. And so, and again, I think women can be a little more open and, and, and exposed in this topic, but I think guys can really struggle and yeah, it causes a lot of, a lot of problems. So it's important to, Try to address this in as many ways as we can, as many subgroups as we can. And, you know, I think there's a lot of fun and, and good to be done with that. But you're, you're right. It's, it's meeting people where they're at and people are in different spaces and have different experiences with it and, and backgrounds. So, yeah. 
Well, remind people how they can find you. So boozevacation.com is our website. And yeah, like I said, you can get the U versus Booze PhD, which is a really cool report and and a manifesto that we've included there. They you can get it, do it, hop in and do a quick win challenge where you can just kind of work on one skill per week and knock that out. And then, or you could take three to 12 months vacations with the group and get your own playbook and some tools and resources to help you really rock your break and have a blast. And yeah, so that's what we're up to. So yeah, I'd love, love for you guys to check it out. Appreciate the time to speak with you today. Thank you so much for coming on the show and just sharing about men and having this resource for men because it, it's so important. So thank you. Cheers. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Alcohol Tipping Point podcast. Please share and review the show so you can help other people too. I want you to know I'm always here for you. So please reach out and talk to me on Instagram at Alcohol Tipping Point and check out my website, alcoholtippingpoint.com for free resources and help. No matter where you are on your drinking journey, I want to encourage you to just keep practicing, keep going. I promise you are not alone and you are worth it. Every day you practice not drinking is a day you can learn from. I hope you can use these tips we talked about for the rest of your week. And until then, talk to you next time.